A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Welcome to the Raw Preview. I'm Michael Sidgwick, joined by Michael Hamflit to discuss everything that's in store for us for tonight's show. But before we get into it, if you're a fan of this sort of thing, make sure to subscribe to What Culture Wrestling on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from, the Daily Wrestling Podcast, where we not only preview and review Raw, SmackDown, NXT 2.0, oh! AW Dynamite, Rampage, pay-per-views, premium live events. <laughs> we have wrestling interviews, roundtable discussions, and we hold a... Roundup of the week, complete with a bloody good quiz, of course, on wrestle culture. I'm not, I went off the rails a bit there, but it was a good pronunciation of premium. You were thinking of the face of revolution. <laughs> I was, I was indeed. I, uh, yeah, uh, the, Will Bourne can do a better intro than that. I don't care. I nailed premium. <laughs> you're, you're only here for the voices, but unfortunately, the, the voices guys off today. Yeah. Um, so you're just stuck with me and Hamlet. And uh, we are also stuck with our core dynamic of the Raw preview, which mm-hmm. is his somewhat naive, but nonetheless admirable enthusiasm for a show yeah. that we do not share. We have come to terms with the idea of Raw just being the silly thing we can laugh mm-hmm. at, but unfortunately, they're going to start trying. Yeah. Their version of trying isn't particularly good, but we are on the last stretch on the road to WrestleMania. The obligatory filler of Elimination Chamber is done with, but of course, we are like 48 hours removed from it, so you know what word I'm going to use now, don't you? Hit me with it. Fallout! Oh, God. We've already done the review podcast of Elimination Chamber, which, of course, you can access wherever you get your podcasts from, so um, keep it brief. Fallout and go home in our podcast, and this is one of them, like, curtains I don't mind pulling back at this point, is a bit like a Terry Funk retirement. It's never going to mean what you think it means when you read it, and we're going to keep doing it forever, forever, forever. Because everything we knew was going to happen happened. Uh, well, yeah, and WWE haven't actually produced Fallout and Go Home shows for years. This is a concept that used to matter for selling pay-per-views. It's one that we certainly see the go-homes with AEW. The Fallout's are often too depressing, but like the in theory, a pay-per-view should have one and the other because it shows that the event you just paid for matters yeah. and that the weekly episodic investment you have is reward and things like that. WWE just don't see it that way. We can't preview something tonight that should make up the bulk of this preview. This is the 1500th episode of Monday Night Raw. And is it actually? It is, isn't it? Th- well, they have undersold this to such a degree that it has indeed got people questioning it. But yes, it's there's been 1,500 episodes of this. Unless they're doing... Because they did their uh, 15th anniversary before the anniversary date. Yes. Because they wanted to get it in in late 2007 instead of early t- 2008 when it would have dropped properly. 
But yeah, as of last week, there was all of this feedback about it being Raw 1500, what are they going to do? And the answer to that is nothing, apparently. This is the, These are the days of the Attitude Era when you'd never get these milestone episodes because they were too busy focusing on lunch to be bothered about the old stuff. And yet, surely we're in the era of this, of this sort of like backstage party nonsense and clips. And uh, I don't know if you ever saw this, but there was this time when uh, Steve Austin drove a truck into the building and sprayed the McMahons with, not water, oh, but beer. Oh, I remember that. Beer is coming, as it was that night. But yeah, um, no mention of that whatsoever. No sense that they're going to be too bothered about it. Other than... If the they rang a few legends, would know about it at this point. Because think the so? legends that didn't ring up would have pretended they'd received a call and just said, oh, I was a bit busy for the Fed. Yes. Like, you're never too busy for the E. <laughs> so it would have had like some of the usual suspects, more delusional. Our oh, buff bag, well, our brother Rogers couldn't make it. <laughs> Doing a show in Wichita, you know, <laughs> That's it. you know what I mean? So Picture an airport in Portland. Yes. Buff bag, well. So ah, we were so looking forward to this. It's almost fitting that Will Bourne's off today because we, for the past however many months, were just desperate to play a certain game yeah. on the eve of Raw 1500 mm-hmm. or, the, or indeed the next time they were desperate for a rating and they were going to do a Legends night because we were going to play it again. We didn't have a name for the game. Mm. Can you think of a name? Or I'm putting you on the spot. Because like the, the game was going to be, you know how on the nostalgia shows, you know I know, yeah. that they just have like, remember that they have like parties with no music? Yeah. And it's just like, what are you dancing to? And it's always, <laughs> it's always the, the divas who are dancing. It's like, of course you are. Like Sergeant Slaughter's, I'm going to bust a groove. <laughs> so but he is going to have a long chat. Yes, he's going to have a long them. chat, reminiscing over the halcyon days of the Fed with Eve Torres. Yeah. <laughs> what a Rosa Mendes. What about, because it's so transparent that these people never would have met, let alone got along in real life, punch drunk like, because they're sat there yes. having to like sort of sip from this punch bowl red cup stuff yes. and have a silent chat so you can listen to the conversation happening in the foreground. Punch drunk like. I like that also. And then to link it to like the pro wrestling podcast world, you call it what happened when? And then the, the when? Because <laughs> we weren't in here at the same time. <laughs> what happened, comma, when? Question mark. When? <laughs> Because it's just ridiculous. <laughs> I, I had a bit all set up where Greg Valentine was going to be having like a bit of whatever red stuffs in this glass yeah. with like Rosa Mendes. Aye. What on earth could they possibly talk about? Simon Miller's ups and downs. He's like, why? I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> ah, it's a shame we can't play this game. I know. It'll come back around again. There's always It'll be July the 4th or it'll be... Someone's birthday, yeah. or th- there'll be a reason for a celebration or something like that. Because this, this, they drop the pretense of doing it as an excuse for an anniversary at some point, where it's just like, let's just die. Yeah. <laughs> we, we got a terrible rating last USA week. USA Network Panic Week. Yes. Yeah. Oh, what a goddamn shame. So I think as well, typically, the, over the last two or three years, the guy that's been the headline act that they've been able to get for this ratings drawing evening is... Working a pay-per-view in six weeks, probably. Yes. <laughs> so it's not even like they can have him be like, stick around, We've got Austin's coming, we promise, stick Austin's around, stick around. Beers and cut an unscripted promo, yeah. everyone's going to say it's great, and everyone's going to say, why well, don't do that all the time. <laughs> but back to Fallout. Yeah. There's no Fallout. because oh, really? No. The, uh, Becky Lynch and Bianca Blair, pretty much everyone said, oh, they'll botch it all the way, but they probably will get to WrestleMania, and in fact they have. They're going to have a contract signing at some point or whatever. Don't want Fallout to really sink our teeth into there. The other major p- title development is kind of probably going to be confined to SmackDown, though because it's champion for champion, I wouldn't be surprised if they advanced it on Raw as well. The Fallout is, the majority of the Fallout is going to sort of spill over to SmackDown. The fallout is every key player on the Raw brand is going to be doing something different to that which they've been doing 
building for the past however many months. Kevin Owens and Seth Rollins were going to do something at WrestleMania, but now Steve Austin's coming back, so what does Seth Rollins do? Yeah. Like, Riddle and, RK, Riddle and Orton are probably going to have a match. It's just so little that's... Like, the, lap, the past three months are probably going to get erased tonight as they begin in earnest to build to WrestleMania, which is the real quiz, mm -hmm. in the last um, however many months have barely informed. So basically, what I'm going to ask now, because it's good for the copy, it's going to draw the eye on Twitter, is this the night that Cody Rhodes debuts? Or are I'm, they, dare I say, going to have a little bit of fun with it first? I, well, I want both. That's the thing. I want all of it. I want the fun. I do want the fun. Uh, we were talking in the office about this because we're just both so excited about the, the chaos that Cody to WWE potentially brings and how it will look and how it will feel and what he'll say. And every single granular detail of this just fascinates the both of us. And I want a almost a lift of the CM Punk stuff. So Kenny was wearing a Cookie Monster t-shirt, MJF doing there as you sit there in the ring, hopefully in as much pain. I want Roman Reigns to allude to Vince McMahon when referring to the bloodline and suggest that wrestling's got more than one royal family. I want them to enjoy what everybody now already knows. And yet I also want Cody Rhodes tonight. Yeah, no. I want Cody Rhodes on Friday. If he's not there tonight, I want Cody Rhodes the following one. Now on Monday Night Rhodes. Like, get him on screen now because there is just six weeks till WrestleMania. And... This is probably the hottest that Cody is going to be before WWE just happens to him. And then, like everybody, he becomes normalized or the novelty wears off a little Spoke bit. Or just on the wheel. Yeah. Like, and ultimately, he signed the guy that told him exactly how it would be if he ended up going back. So he knows what he's heading into. But night one, especially, should be the most exciting. It feels like something... I hate to say this, because obviously we all love a good surprise. But it does feel like something WWE would promote. And I would like them, I would much rather promote it with a bit of elegance like this sold out, like AW sold out a building without mentioning CM Punk's name. Yes. I genuinely believe WWE, with just a tiniest bit of craft or copying their notes, could do as well. Uh, a part of me thinks it's going to be splashed up there on a breaking news, Sports Illustrated type splash of a Wednesday afternoon, tonight on uh, this Friday on SmackDown, or on a Saturday, this coming Monday on Raw, to drive what they hope will be an absolutely mammoth number off the back of it. There's going to be total transparency, which is going to suck a little bit of the fun out of it, but there will be nonetheless captivated as and when it comes. Yeah, I'm split on this because the, the threat, or the hope or the threat, it's mm. both. That's what's so intoxicating about all of this. The hope and or threat of Cody being this incredibly interesting thing or them just completely WWEing it and making them feel normal and doing contract signings or whatever in weeks. Bit of uh, inside baseball here. I'm off... Tomorrow, I'm not working. Do you see this? You heard about this? <laughs> the reason why, and I do this virtually every single time, is that it's half term yeah. for the kids. I don't know what mm -hmm. it's called. What's it called in America? What do you say, yes? <laughs> no, that's, that's just like break time. It's break time. time. Midterms? Is that the exam? Midterms and the exam. What, what, what is half time in America? Uh, half time, half term, yeah. It must be something. Can one of our Yank listeners <laughs> let us know what it's called? Basically, you have like, I'm sure they have like, the equivalent to half term. Yeah. It's not like the... You it's the break in the middle of a semester. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. What do they call it? Well, we'll go with half term. Yeah. But it's basically when you have like a week that's nothing to do with like Easter or Christmas. Because mm. um, it's always like Christian-based holidays that they get yeah. a break for because of the way like, you know, the world is, unfortunately. Not very progressive, but it is, what, really. it is what it is. So when you are you suggesting that the British school system doesn't continue to influence the world? Um, yeah, <laughs> I am. So we get like a random week off when. Yeah. So we call it half term. Well, me and you call it admin. 
because it's a right headache trying to decide yes. what you're going to do with your children for a week when you've got to work. You the sy- systems are not set up to support this. You've brought me back to the point. Thank you. That's <laughs> not what I was going with it. So we get half term where they get a week off from school and you have to look after them. Yeah. So my son, nursery is fine because they don't have them, but school... Good, because we pay them off. Yes. Yeah. So they have half term. So you have a week off and, you know, the whoever can help, like aunties, uncles, guardians grandparents, in-laws, whatever, will do a lot of the work. Mm-hmm. We, we thank you profusely Endlessly. for that. But also the parents and or guardians have to sort of step in and take a day off work. Every single week, every single time this happens, my wife will go, uh, Michael, it's half term coming up. I'm like, yeah, yeah. What day do you want to take? Tuesday. <laughs> Tuesday, Tuesday. It's always Tuesday. It's my default. Because that means I don't have to watch three hours of Raw mm. at 5 a.m. in the morning yeah. in anticipation of my kids waking up early. And, uh, I'm going to watch Raw unspoiled <laughs> when I don't have to, when I could just catch up on MP4s and tweets and the odd YouTube clip if something disastrous happens, because nothing great's going to happen, probably. And I'm still going to watch it. That's the power of this Cody Rhodes story. There can be nothing, surely, at the moment, with as relates to WWE as nightmarish as the um, muscle memory Twitter moment where you see either Cody Rhodes or Steve Austin as part of a tweet, Aye. rather than as getting to experience whatever Cody's music's going to be or the glass smashing or whatever to confirm what you feel like you already know. It, it can't be a still image on a tweet, can it? No. Like, or a gif or something like that. It's got to be, you've got to live it as it happens. Like It's so vitally important for the for the moment to be as memorable. as. I, there's one I remember... Um, I'd fall. I was wanting to stay up to watch Raw in I think it was 2011 or something. I might have actually had a Tuesday off work, and that was part of it. Long before I was able to have this, the privilege of this job for them. But um, and it was for the Rock's eventual comeback. Yes. And I fell asleep in the middle of the show, and I woke up mid promo. Uh, so I didn't get that amazing. Like they did like a long build to the. Remember that like if you electricity smell, crackles. Yeah. And stuff. Like I watched it back, and I thought, what an amazing presentation. But I woke up like it was him yelling something that like shocked me back awake in the middle of the night, and I was just like. This is so cool. Oh, God, I've, I've missed, but I've missed the peak, haven't I? Yes. I've missed the peak. And yeah, I think that's, um, I mean, you have my sympathy to an extent, but I'll be obviously doing it anyway for a podcast that will, like, the victim doesn't even know yet who it's going to be. Some poor colleague is going to be dragged in into the studio with yes. me tomorrow morning. Like, uh, I don't know if you were watching a three-hour wrestling show last night, but get caught up because we're going to talk about it. And then later on, we're going to preview Clown College yes. for a Tuesday night. Like Tuesdays have changed narratively, I think, I amongst the three of us now. That it was once the day of dread. Like if you think of Triple H's um, CW end of uh, NXT era CWC run, mixed with a performance center or Thunderdome Raw, Tuesdays were like death. Tough, yeah. Like as hard as this great job yeah, gets, yeah, I think yeah. we're talking about those two specific shows. Now, it's the most WWE-centric day of the week, and I couldn't be happier for it. And if there's, well, as I've always said, the roller coaster, I'm a big fan of the guy. Like, if he was to rock up tonight of all nights, you would have my sympathy a little bit. We'd get a Wednesday podcast just yeah. spewing Cody th- on, on Dynamite Preview. Day, yes. like, push that to one side. Yeah, that that one side. <laughs> we got Cody to talk about. I do agree, and it's uh, I don't blame them. Like, TV's king nowadays. They don't have the luxury, and it's their fault, so actually I do blame them, of just doing a really cool surprise mm. and just letting the conversation unfold organically and then getting the rating the next week. If they want to have the cake and eat it too, do something cool, but also like a cynical strategy behind it. They're nowhere near as competent or as 
creative to do like the viral marketing campaign as much as we'd like to just see them copy it. I wouldn't even bury them for copying no. it. It's a great it thing a good that idea. more companies yeah. should do. What if instead of doing something like that because we know they're incapable, instead of doing the, you probably will see what you want, but tune in just to make sure because the hope is what gets you. Start of the hour, backstage, you see a figure in the distance. Camera does the fast zoom a la BTE, and all mm. you see is Cody on WWE TV. Oh, yes. Cupping the ear. Yeah. And then Corey Graves can freak out, and they can say something to the effect of, we've been told at the top of the hour, yeah. this will be explained. And then they can drive all the viewership from socials or whatever. With the literal Cody gif, but the, their one, their yeah. new one. They love like hour to hour retention. That's yeah. their thing. So that's why they do these show long hooks. That's why they set up matches that you theoretically want to see for later in the night. That's a very WWE way of not doing a WWE thing. Mm. So I would like to see that. But what about, remember when um, Chris Jericho returned and the whole, it was a really weird one. The um the guy passing the torch. It was a literal Olympic athlete and he had an Olympic torch. Yes. And he runs into Jericho's clothesline at the very end. And it was supposed to be that Randy Orton, something to do with torch passing to do with Orton. Some bollocks like that anyway. What about like you do the hour on hour build, but instead of Cody doing the ear cup, it's just uh Pharaoh just like walking along the street. <laughs> like there's, there's, it keeps coming back to a dog, and then like the comments are like, Where's that dog going? And then the dog the last thing the dog does is walk into the arena and the dog looks up. And it's Cody. He's like, good boy. And then, like, he takes and he goes out to, and he takes the lead after that. You must be, you must be jazzed because you are enthusiastically pitching dog content. I know, that's it. I mean, we're not going to put him out on the stage again. Don't want him nearly getting barbecued like he was the last time. Barbecued? <laughs> <laughs> well, let us know your thoughts. I think Cody <laughs> is going to debut on Raw tonight. It's just it works for the copy. It absolutely works for the copy. Um, so we've done Fallout. Honestly, this is so, uh, we've done Fallout. He's no one cares about Fallout. Can we talk? Uh, can we talk about um, RK Bro? Yes, that was actually next. So Riddle was loyal to the story. Uh, Elimination Chamber. Load of Randy Orton spots in the designated period. Him, Seth, and AJ were given to wrestle before they were destroyed by Lesnar. Um, is it tonight? Genuine like preview fodder this because if they're doing, if they're going ahead with it at WrestleMania, the time's probably now or next week to just pull some sort of trigger on the turn and. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Before we go any further, though, this podcast is brought to you by Rocket Money. Do you ever feel like money is just flying out of your account and you've got no idea where it's going? Well, it's all those subscriptions. I mean, think about it. Between streaming services, fitness apps, delivery services, it is endless. I'm guilty of this, so I used Rocket Money to help me find out what subscriptions I'm actually spending money on, and it was more shocking than a wrestling betrayal. You see, Rocket Money is a personal 
personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over $500 million in cancelled subscriptions. So stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash wrestling. That's rocketmoney.com slash wrestling. Rocketmoney.com slash wrestling. In fairness to them, we assumed that we'd be able to have a big laugh at Randy Orton in a toga as a, as a way for him to look upon what's happened to his life and think, ah, this has all gone a bit too far. This has all gotten a bit silly. And he didn't even wear the toga to get those feelings. He yeah. instead sort of took a step back from the party, but let Riddle get on and do his silly bollocks and then lost the match anyway. He must be a man finally having a bit of a reckoning about how far he'd let this get. And it's time to kick him in the head. <laughs> like it's time to realise who he really is and it's not this friend of Matt Riddle. Uh, so the crack is that they are not the number one contenders. No, nah, they're out Seth of... Rollins and Kevin Owens beat them. Yep. So they could potentially have a match with Rollins and Owens again tonight. And if they get beat again, and then they've got no chance of challenging for the titles, that's when the thing could take place. Mm-hmm. I'm not really interested, I just realised. You're not interested? I mean, I want to see Riddle get his head punted off as much as the next guy. Yeah. But I just feel like the big stupid toga celebration a la the Festival of Friendship was the time for Orton to think, what do I look like here? Man, yeah. What do I look like here? So maybe they'll build it for another week or so. That was a, a grim under-delivery, that toga party, wasn't it? Yes. The whole thing. Like, that was what we got. That was the people backstage just that, milling yeah, around yeah, yeah, yeah. segment, wasn't it? Yeah. Mm. But I just think they're high on it. I genuinely, I don't think they'd have put this much work into it. And it's an autumn program, so it's not nothing. Yeah. If it was another mid-carder, then maybe you could yeah, just yeah, see yeah. them scrapping it out of hand. But it just feels like it, 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 they've, it's undulated this because they got it so over all over again that then we started thinking, well, maybe just run this past WrestleMania. Yeah. But it started to sputter a little bit. So split them now. And We're you getting wrong-footed by it, to be honest. Yeah. We are getting wrong-footed by this in the be- not the best possible way. It's not freaking AEW. But you know what I mean? Like it's... With everything else leading up to Elimination Chamber, you could say, right, this is going to happen. Brock will probably be cool, but it's still very much beat for beat how we expect this to play out. We don't really know when it's going to happen with RK Pro, and I guess that's good. Yeah, it's uh, th- they've earned some suspense. They've earned people's investment in their eventual split. Um, and look, we're talking about how often in WWE, I know it's WrestleMania, it's so slightly different, but how often in WWE could you be four to six weeks out from a pay-per-view and offer sort of storyline-based speculation on a match rather than just name A versus name B or the family guy manatees putting wrestlers in ideas balls together next yes. to each other. Like, this is informed off months and months and months of them working together and little teasers about them coming apart at the seams and all that. So, yeah, I, th- I, I do. I, I like the end of 2021. Like, sometimes you kind of have to broadly credit them for something, and I think you still can hear just about. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Now, we are on the road to WrestleMania. We can kind of guess which people are going to wrestle, which other people on the basis of who they're not actually a program with. It's long been mooted that Edge and AJ Styles are going to have like a I respect you mid-build. That will be this match that you'll never believe is as good as it is on the night. Mm -hmm. How do they arrive at that if, in fact, they are arriving at it? And if they're not arriving at that, what does Edge do? Because you've got to imagine that he's going to be a big part of their WrestleMania plans. 
I think they are going to arrive at that. I think it's something most people want to see. Edge seems to have found quite a nice balance between the lovely returning hero vibe that surrounded his 2020 return before the pandemic throttled it, basically, um, and the serious guy that was a bit much. No, it's too much. Like last don't, say, don't be generous. The, well, it's do a you joke. Know, do you know why I'm generous towards that? It's because of the huge bap he got at WrestleMania. Yeah. Like that. Kind of that shocked me to the core that people had watched this edge and were still just so buzzed to see him live that they would give him that kind of reaction. Yeah. It kind of like it put me in my place a little bit when it came to Edge because I was sick of him in that bit. I remember the thinking the audience shared your opinion. <laughs> yeah, I remember Why's th- Edge weird now. I remember thinking, well, thank goodness Brian's saved this program yet again. And then he wasn't the yeah. most popular babyface in that triple threat. So, um, yeah, Edge or Edge AJ is probably what they should have done instead of Edge Randy Orton. In hindsight, for the for the good that program very occasionally offered, and I know the pandemic had a lot to do with like why it failed, but it was you're seeing a match that you've already seen, you're seeing pairings that you've already seen, even Edge and the Miz, even with a new context of a mixed tag or with the new stuff they were talking about, still felt like something that probably happened, even if you'd forgotten yeah. it. Back in 2010, this is brand spanking new. I this is so new that I still remember their interaction in the Royal Rumble, and thinking, oh my God, Edge and AJ Styles, there's a class of ages I just never thought I'd get. So there's probably not much more to it than that. Um, Edge says, hey, look, I'm like, AJ, you're a great wrestler. You've become a big deal. But like, I was a master of this game before you even arrived. I was like, the usual sort of legend part of like, I was yeah. doing all this when you were sort of work, wrestling for free in a ring that wasn't even square in Orlando. In Dixieland. <laughs> the idea that you could say, like, uh, I was rated R when you were still saying you were freaking sorry. Like, the, <laughs> he can, like, have a little bit of a dig, but he can do it in that way where he's... Like, Edge can have a chip on his shoulder, even when he's a babyface, and I think he found that voice in the Miz program. That was the net positive of that feud with the Miz. That's a nice deadpan wit about him yes, for a change. It was, you could see a little bit of it coming back, and uh, I think that's probably the way you go with... Um, WrestleMania, if only because I quite like new, earnest, I'm just going to see what I've got left, um, AJ Styles. I don't particularly need a panicked AJ Styles heel turn for this match. No, me I've neither. really quite enjoyed this most recent iteration of AJ. Yeah. I mean, I personally can't see a way that they do anything interesting other than we are wrestlers who starred in different eras and wouldn't, wouldn't it be cool if we wrestle? And it sort of is. And it is really cool. Yeah. I don't know if it's six worth of TV cool, but like... It won't be bad, like no. remotely. It'll be serviceable. It'll the destination, the means will justify the ends. I just, I would like to see them tell a story. I just don't know what that story is because if you'd like, being genuinely unbiased here, mm-hmm. I thought the CM Punk Darby Allen thing was good, the build, but they couldn't possibly make it captivating TV. It was enough that CM Punk was back. It was enough that the match itself was really strong. Couldn't be a blood feud. It couldn't be a blood no. feud. The whole idea was, I just really want to wrestle you. Yeah. And we are quite similar. And let's have a match. Have I got it? Have I still got it? The idea yeah. of CM Punk being in the ring, just being there, was more than enough to carry that program. This doesn't benefit from that. But I can't pretend that CM Punk versus Darby Allen as a feud is really compelling must-see TV. Mm. It was just a vehicle to get CM Punk back in the ring. Um, I think it was just a vehicle to a good match, but... At the very least, there'll be minimal bollocks. Yeah, I think so. Minimal bollocks. Maybe I should be a little bit less um, pedantic about it. Finally, the last bit of uh, content. We know that they're doing Bianca Belair versus Becky Lynch. I really can't see them doing particularly anything interesting with that. I'm kind of shocked that Steve Austin versus Kevin Owens, and it is in fact happening by most 
reputable account is built on like a house show feud. Mm. We were talking about this in the office and we were kind of puzzled by the direction they've taken because like if they were doing the first Canadian show wherever Edge is from, where's he from? Uh, Toronto. Toronto. Yeah. They're doing their first big Toronto show on a live event loop and they were struggling for tickets. You could expect someone like, I don't know, Austin Theory mm. dissing Ontario or Canada in general on socials and then Edge could say, don't you say that about me and my place. We'll have a fight and I'll beat you yeah. to prove that Canada's strong. This is like a WrestleMania-sized program, and I understand why they're going with it because they want the Texans to stump up the cash mm-hmm. to see Austin defend their honor. Does it not really translate into the TV audience any of this? How do they transcend it? And is that... You know what's so awesome about Daniel Bryan's return mm. is when the second they said, he's back, it's like, right, okay, power bomb that on an A <laughs> right now, the hor- most like hardest part of the ring, etc. Give him a really horrific bump mm. to make people realize one, oh my god, he's actually back. Two, I want to see him come back from that. Basically, is Austin going to take anything approaching and pop up pop up a power bomb on that apron to build this, or is it just going to be more Texas stuff? I think it might be more Texas stuff, and this is maybe where we have to be careful what we wish for in terms of the when we've pitched something adjacent to the viral marketing campaign for Cody because this is their version of that with Austin, isn't it? Yeah, it's very localised content. Kevin Owens is not saying Steve Austin. He's saying Texas. But what he's doing is saying Steve Austin until that is made official. Are you saying that WWE is very good with subtext? (laughs) I'm absolutely never saying that. Yeah, like he's... Until he outright says Steve Austin or until we get... And it's official from like a call or a graphic or whatever. That's what's happening currently. And it's... The more people know about Austin coming back, the more that these Texas comments will be as loaded um but i don't know how far you can stretch that i think it was interesting to me before it felt almost dropped that owens couldn't get on to wrestlemania and this texas negging was as much to do with well i'm just gonna be a complete arsehole i'm gonna rabble rouse i'm gonna be difficult and i'm gonna slag off these fans and i'm just gonna be hard work that seems to have gone aside in favor of just slagging off the local hometown. And of all the shows, I understand the point, obviously, about, well, how many people from Dallas can we, like, rustle in for the building? Cowboys rustle in there? That's about right, isn't it? Yeah, but, like, yeah, but it's WrestleMania. Like, you're not just appealing to people from Texas. Yes. Of all the shows, it's not. It's it's the opposite of a local house show, isn't it? It's an event where the whole world is going to travel. And I just... Stupendous. It's, it's the most stupendous team at WrestleMania of all time, I've heard. But I just... I, I don't hate it, but only because I don't hate the outcome. I'm so blindly in love with the prospect of Steve Austin, like putting on trunks those two giant knee pads and his boots, uh, his knee braces and his boots. And it, it's good. This is going to look even more of a wrestling match that when he when in 2003 when he fought Eric Bischoff. Yes, and he was theoretically good to go back then. And this is 19 years later. So the prospect of that for me will overwhelm any terrible build. But I completely understand the criticisms towards it if this is kind of all they've got. Um, Stunner versus Stunner doesn't do much for me either, and it's not uh, like, it's not like they went mega hard on that with Goldberg and Reigns. You know they didn't they didn't push Spear versus Spear particularly. So yeah, I, I, d- I don't know. I don't know if it is just going to be more localized winding up from yeah, Owens. I'll just do a blood soaked heat angle. I don't think they've got it in him. They don't. I mean, it's Austin though, so you have to assume he's exerted some creative control in every beat of this. But I would be amazed if um, he hasn't had 
full sign-off. I know plans change, pal, and you get to Raw and so-and-so, but things, some things are different, aren't they? WrestleMania season, some things are different, and I'd be very surprised if, say, if, if it was to ha- something happened tonight and then something happened with three weeks left, both those weeks weren't very carefully poured over by Austin and Owens, where, well... Austin. Owens, get, Owens gets to be there. <laughs> yeah. And say, yeah, cool. But, uh, yeah, Austin making it very clear what he will do, what he won't do, and what he thinks is acceptable or unacceptable. Maybe not. But I just, it feels like he would have that say as part of this deal. Yeah, Austin can't possibly have spent the last 20 years of his life, I don't want to say bitching because that's what I do as well, but just complaining, critiquing their stupid scripted Pro Bowls. Mm. I mean, he's a businessman and he's working for someone, not himself. So he can't exactly go up to Vince and say, I'm not saying a word that these idiots say for me. I'm going to do it all myself. That's not the reality. Like, Vince is in charge of this, as he's in charge of everything, even mm. Austin. Uh, but you've got to expect they're going to do something better. And given, as you said, like Austin's leverage and all the rest of it, you'd expect that if he gives a toss. And he always was adamant that he was not going to come back, then so was the Undertaker. I might have come up with a fantasy booking scenario that will placate both everybody until Steve Austin comes back and you specifically. Ah. Are you ready for this? So Kevin Owens is in the like, middle of the ring, yes. cutting a promo. Wherever they are, it doesn't really matter, but he's negging Texas still. And these fans are kind of, if anything, they're just getting annoyed that he's still out there wasting their time because they want to see some WWE action, goddammit. And he's out there just talking about WWE some... entrances and fireworks. <laughs> yeah, that's how they want that bit. So then they can go and get a drink once they've seen the bit they actually paid for. Um, then Austin's not coming tonight. He's not been advertised. It's not happening. So Owens is just doing this to fill TV time. And then we get that little tease. We get that. So if uh, you people here in Atlanta, Cleveland, you people are in here, Cleveland, um, want to see me beat somebody up, Give me a hell yeah. Uh, and, th- and there's a little tease, right? And everybody goes, boo. And he says, so I must have misheard you there. Like, uh, everybody here in Cleveland, if you want to see me kick some ass, give me a hell yeah. And then all of a sudden, through the booze, through the hairdryer noise that WWE have supplied on it, hell yeah! Byron, Byron Saxon, Saxon stands on the table and he wants to see Kevin Owens kick some ass. L-T-S-T. Like Kevin it. Owens has got Byron in his corner as his cheerleader in the road to WrestleMania because he's never forgotten what happened on 316 day 2020. He's never forgotten. Neither of I. That line reading was incredible. <laughs> I know. That's funny. That, you know what made me think of that is you talking about, you know, Austin's not just going to read some scripted nonsense. And he's like, no, he did that, didn't yeah. he? <laughs> he took yeah. out like four yeah. cue cards. The, you know what? Uh, you know what 316 day is when he got a gun rack with a gun rack on it. <laughs> That's the 316 day is when the beer drink you. <laughs> it was like sh- rubbish like that one. Chuck Norris jokes, but with beer on top of it. Oh, this program's gonna suck, then, isn't it? He'll yeah. do out for old rope. <laughs> He'll do absolutely out for old rope with Steve, Steve Austin. Ah, that's gonna suck. But one more thing to do. Okay, I was gonna do the Valley voice. That's not it. <laughs> Baby, you can drive my what? what? Will he come back in the little sheriff thing? Oh God, you know I how, hope not. You know how Shawn Michaels when he was. Come back from Crown Jewel. Yeah. Like, guys, I'm phoning it in. <laughs> <laughs> he was very, like, insistent and very um, intent on making clear, guys, it's just a stupid thing for Please lower your expectations because I haven't wrestled in uh, 15 years from it and I'm going to be expected to carry this. <laughs> yes, basically, he was like, oh, come on, it's a, DR, it's like a reunion tour, guys. We're just doing the greatest hits. Like, put it this way. I've been there with Kane, not AJ Styles. <laughs> uh, it's only Kane, so uh, there's only so much I can do because it's Kane and Kane sucks. If he comes out with a big stupid sheriff, what was it? The ATV. The ATV. Austin Transportation Vehicle. Oh, God. The darkest days of Stone Cold Steve Austin's character, in my opinion. We're going to get some ruthless aggressions, some uh, ruthless aggressions on as a result of this. Yes. Because some people love all this. But Sheriff Austin was. If he comes out in his ATV, that could be Austin's 
means of saying, guys, I'm just... <laughs> I'm not doing much here. You see how much money? 100,000 people in that building. Right there. So if he comes out in the ATV, basically he comes out in a beer truck. Yeah. Look, he he's wants people to associate. He, like, he does like wheels, though, doesn't he? He, he does, does like wheels, yeah. so I think, baby, you can drive my... What? Good. It's going to be an Austin vehicle. So in my yeah. opinion, ATV, Austin's going to be like a tacit... Clue of guys, it's 2003, it's not 2001. <laughs> this is gonna suck. <laughs> I'm just getting some money, and this will helpfully clue you in. Comes out the beer truck or some kind of like, I don't know, gimmick where he can like do some kind of mad 1998 esque stunt yep. with his own beer brand on the side of the truck as well. Yes, mm-hmm. what's it called? Uh, IPA. Aye, something like that. He's not, I mean, he's not done a very good job. Skull Broken IPA. Skull IPA, isn't that's it? That's yeah. it. Aye. So that's my pick, I think. Baby, you can drive my... What? He's going to come out on an ATV for the express purpose of making people realise it's just Shawn Michaels and Saudi lads, except it's in Dallas. Oh, God, we've both separately killed our own enthusiasm yes. for Austin. Like, oh, man, I don't want to say that, but you, uh, that could be possible. So mine is probably one that we should have spotted all along. You know how every single week on Raw for the past sort of couple of years, yes. every week without fail, we see uh, Bianca Belair and Montez Ford arriving together by car? You know how every week that's definitely always happened? Yes. And it's a totally normal thing if those two arrive by car together. Well, just like every week, they're going to pull into Raw about 15 minutes into the show. Nobody's going to complain while they're late. But you're just going to see them getting the bags out and stuff, and it's like, yeah, we've just come from the last town, that sort of thing. Jeddah. Yeah, yeah, just driven over from Jeddah. And then, uh, let's say Bianca. It could be Bianca or it could be Montez Ford. It doesn't really matter. But one of them's going to be in the ring having a match. Let's say Bianca. She has a match. And uh, all of a sudden, goes to the screen and, and the car's there and Bianca stops in the track. She's shrugging. She's like, why is my car on the big screen? It's the same car that we've seen every week. <laughs> big time Bex has got the truck back and she does to that car what Hogan did to the rock. <laughs> Crashes into it. She gets out the truck. She does a bit of fake <laughs> chewing acting. Not so big time, are you? And the car's just all crunched up. And then after the show, you can get the big time Bex Bianca Belair playset with truck and car. Yes. For a bit of merchandising synergy after the fact. I like that. And I, it's like we've always said, uh, Bianca Belair, Montez Ford arriving in the same vehicle. That's going to pay off one day. <laughs> <laughs> this, thing that, this, this, thing every, this thing that happens every single week. Let it play out. Let, let that one play out. Let that one play out. If you would like to also play... I keep saying, dude, where's my car? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it's like I'm conflating about three different games at once. If you would also like to play... Baby, you can drive my what? what? Then let us know at What Culture WWE on Twitter, which is the social media platform for our sins that we tend to just haunt more often. Like yeah. Instagram, uh, don't, I don't want to see your kids. Uh, <laughs> Facebook, I don't want to see your dad. Uh, so Twitter is the place where I tend to do a lot of my social media. I've been way, way too close to me. I don't see your dad's cat. <laughs> I want to see your dad come. <laughs> So Twitter is where you'll get me and Hamflet. You'll get us all at What Culture WWE. Again, you can get Hamflet on Twitter at Michael Hamflet. You can get me on Twitter at M Cedric. <laughs> Follow us all at What Culture WWE. Whilst they do not online, they just, just when you're logging on. When you're extremely online, also follow us wherever you get your podcasts from and subscribe to iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get them from. And until we drop the raw review tomorrow, the return of Cody Rhodes definitely mm-hmm. happening. We will see you soon. <laughs>